Hello, hello, my friends. It's Jesse, your beauty mentor. This is episode 11, where I'm going to teach you how to love your current bank account. No, seriously. This is the money series. We are on chapter five and we're learning how to love the now. Everything the way it is now is perfectly the way it's supposed to be for you to learn and move forward. So if at any point during the episode, you hear something relatable, you hear a truth bomb, go ahead and take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag me at I am Yessie Marie. I have it um, linked in the show notes and we're going to jump right in. Please do the assignment at the end. Every one of these chapters has an assignment at the end and it's absolutely awesome and so, so, so helpful. Let's get into it. This chapter is called I Love My Current Bank Account. One common denominator between pretty much everyone I've ever talked to about money is that they want to change how much they have. Most people want more money. A few people want less. Some people wish money didn't exist because they hate thinking about it. But in all cases, people are still fighting with what their situation is in this moment and creating a war within themselves. They're saying that where they are right now isn't enough. They're telling their bodies and nervous system that everything is that something is wrong and in this space of conflict within themselves. They cut themselves off from a fleeing a feeling of wholeness and the infinite creativity that could be coming through. If you've experienced the feeling of needing your bank account to be different, realize you're cutting yourself off from everything that you are right now by saying this moment isn't okay and living in a fantasy that the future can be better than this. Let me tell you something. There's no better moment in the future. There's nothing but this moment and it's only your level of acceptance of it that can make it feel better or worse. The future is a concept that lives in our mind, just like money, and that cuts you off from tapping into the total abundance and joy that is available right now. The idea of, a la- of later is a symptom of not accepting right now. The idea of more money is a symptom of not accepting right now. The idea of a better body, a better relationship, a better mood, and so on, is all a symptom of not completely accepting right now. Can you be okay with right now? Can you be okay with how much money you currently have or don't have? If you feel that you don't have as much as you would like, can you find the space underneath that belief where you can still be okay with where you are right now, even though your mind is saying that it's not enough? Can you sink into the feeling and inner knowing that abundance is all around you, regardless of the belief you have about what number what the number in your bank account says acceptance of where you are doesn't mean that you can't bring more money or a better body or a better relationship into your life acceptance of where you are is what creates the internal abundance that will allow you to actually receive external abundance in a sustainable way i love how he says that because sometimes like on the pursuit for more number one you forget to be grateful for what you have right now but number two there's such an argument of like why do you always want more why do you always want more more is it's never enough And he says it right there when you like, it's okay to want more and acceptance of where you are now doesn't mean that you can't bring more money. So accepting it is great. More about a better body, a better relationship, whatever it is that you want into your life. Acceptance of where you are is what creates the internal abundance that allows you to like receive external abundance and be creating more. You can't get more. In other words, you can't get more if you're not grateful for right now. So yeah, it's a bad thing with the more concept. If more in the pursuit of like, and you're miserable now, you're never going to get more because that that vibe is just not going to get you nowhere. So in the old paradigm, I used to not like the word paradigm, but he uses it in the book and it's relatable. In the old paradigm, we're told to think positively or focus only on what we want. Many of us have probably made vision boards 
I just updated mine. <laughs> vision boards are written out goals that we want to achieve. And that's amazing. And at one point, that was the highest action that we knew and was actually a true expansion out of your victimhood. But now we're moving to a time where there's many people who have achieved many of their goals. And as I said earlier, have discovered that achieving the things that they wanted doesn't necessarily bring happiness. So now this new level of awareness is coming through and we're realizing that our abundance isn't creating something outside of us. It's our total acceptance of every single part of ourselves. To only focus on the positive is implying that there is a negative, which makes it impossible to truly love all of yourself. I gotta say something about the vision board. My very first vision board, I didn't really know better. Everything was future things, future things, future things. And I doing this one, it's funny because like the bad side of your head is telling you a lot of the things on here are moments and it's things that are already existing, but how do, how do I picture it? It's that it's to focus on what really matters. A lot of pictures there are pictures of the girls, pictures of the family. And of course I do have pictures of the future house, the future car and ambitious things. They are there, but it's excessively more the things that are current. I have pictures with the girls eating pizza. I have pictures of the girls eating ice cream. I have pictures of the girls in Disney. And it's just to remind myself that I'm working hard because I want more of that and being grateful for what you have in the moment. So I even have Emily there on my vision board. Everybody's on there. Everything valuable to remind me why I'm doing what I'm doing. Anyways, if you're trying to think positively, positively and only feel positive emotions and you're running from parts of yourself and not accepting all that you are and all that you've experienced. That old paradigm is denying the perfection of this moment and the perfection of you. I'm discovering that you can develop a level of acceptance that allows you to see and experience everything in your life as perfect, exactly the way it is right now, and that your acceptance will create room for you to move in a completely different direction. This isn't make-believe, it's the truth. Everything is actually perfect. The universe doesn't make mistakes. You have the perfect amount of money right now to help you learn whatever lesson it is that you need to learn. I love that. You have the perfect relationships in your life right now to help you discover exactly what you need to discover about yourself. None of this is random. It's a perfect synchronistic collaboration that's designed to continuously bring life to a higher level of expansion through each and every one of us. This awareness moves you up in a vertical way and beyond the situations you've been trying to figure out with the limited linear solutions your fear has been giving you. Your, your circumstances will begin to mirror you as you step into the perfection that you already are. By accepting the parts of you that are afraid of being broke or growing old or breaking up or falling apart and truly loving them until they are able to leave. You'll access a new ability to experience the perfection of life in ways that you've never seen before. Remember, fear can't exist in a true space of love. If you have beliefs about yourself that you are judging and you truly love them and accept them, then they can't no longer exist. It's your resistance to something that creates your fear. It's not the thing that you're scared of. It's your resistance to the thing. <laughs> I'm so happy that you guys love this. This book is awesome and I'm just sharing it with everybody. So I love how he says that it's not... The resistance that creates the fear like it's not the fear itself it's your resistance to accept that so if you feel like i can't do this my number one thing i used to feel like i couldn't do this because i was shy and avoiding that just builds that fear but by me sitting and talking to myself number one that story doesn't serve me because it stops me from doing what i want to do number two how can i switch that 
not only how can you switch it, but once you sit and you accept it and you love yourself for being shy, and I love that being shy has taught me that that's a good thing about me. It helps me help others because eventually the more that I do this and the more people tell me I can't because they're shy, the more I can tell them so was I and this is how I got through it. So every single negative thing that goes through your head when you sit and you give it space and you love yourself because of that, it helps you come out on the other side and then help others get to that other side too. Like every struggle, it, it, in the moment, you're not going to realize why it is that you're going through it. But once you sit there, that fear doesn't exist anymore because you're giving it love. You're feeding it love just like anything in the world. It's your resistance to something that creates the fear. It's not the shyness that you're scared of. It's the resistance of the shyness that I was scared of. And that's what's bothering you. Even the fact that you're bothered by something is part of the perfection and can be given love from a higher awareness, which allows the fear to leave. I understand that you may currently be experiencing situations that are difficult or truly sad. Something sad or difficult to experience doesn't mean that it's not part of the, perfect, the perfection of life. Even our sadness is perfect. You might notice that when you're able to accept and fully embrace your sadness, there's often a feeling of love on the other side of it. If I'm okay with my sadness, it has room to leave. When I'm judging the sadness and saying it shouldn't be there, it stays there and I never get to the love on the other side. It's because our constant protection from the emotions our minds see as negative that we often don't get to experience the emotions that we perceive as positive. That's why I've said many times that the amount of light you emit is not based on how positively you think. It's about how much of the darkness you can accept. I love this chapter so much. Yeah, this chapter is, is, is very, very relatable in, in all kinds of things. I love how he talks about you as a person. He talks about your relationships. He talks about your finances. He hits it from every angle and that's just the way life is. When we remove all the mental judgments about what's good and what's bad, that's when the perfection of life starts to come into your awareness. Perfection doesn't mean having perfect circumstances. The experience of life being perfect just shows up when we're not judging it. Uh, I don't know how I didn't highlight that the first time around, but I'm going back and I'm highlighting that. Perfection doesn't mean having the perfect circumstances. The experience of life, life being perfect shows up when we're not judging it. I love that. It's the joy of pure experience. It's the absence of our judgment. Life will explode in a good way. This place of full acceptance of all of ourselves and all of life is where our true abundance comes from. Real abundance is realizing that life is perfect exactly the way it is right now. Most of the world sees money as its source of freedom. But if you have money and you're afraid of losing it, then you're actually creating a mental prison for yourself that's cutting you off from actual freedom. I want to like call myself right now. I used to say like, it's not the money. It's the freedom that money gives you. And after reading this book, that is total BS. It's not the freedom that money gives you. Your freedom is in your mind. I would rather be broke and experience the true freedom of being able to see the perfection of life than be a millionaire and be closed off from it. Now, how badass would it be to be a millionaire and have the freedom in your mind? That's like whole new paradigms <laughs> what is blocking you from experience real abundance and being able to see the perfection of life right now it could be a belief that you're too young or you're too old it's funny how it goes both extremes it could be a belief that you're not talented enough or you don't have enough experience to do what you want to do it could be a belief that you're not worthy of feeling real abundance or love or acceptance whatever it is that is the portal to your infinite abundance um what's that book the obstacle is the way Always, oh, the obstacle is the way. When something te troca, 
that's the sign that you got to keep going through there because that the breakthrough is the way. Whatever it is, that is the portal to your infinite abundance. Learning to accept and unlove part of yourself as yourself is the gateway to being able to first experience the perfection of life internally. And then you start to move in a way that begins to organize your life into alignment with that perfection. You can't do it the other way around. You can't wait for life to look exactly the way your ego thinks it should and then learn to love it. You have to learn to enjoy and appreciate the thing you want before it ever arrives or you're going to be waiting for it forever. So how do you do that? Well, like anything else, you have to practice. Appreciation is a skill. Acceptance is a skill. Surrendering is a skill. Releasing judgment is a skill. Many people have goals or fantasies about making more money, but very few people have a goal of increasing their ability to appreciate life more. That's amazing. Imagine if you spent as much time working on your ability to appreciate and surrender as you did on your career. Imagine if you spent 40 hours a week honoring the ability to constantly be grateful that you're even alive to begin with. If a person spent as much effort turning into the internal vibration of gratitude as they did entangling themselves in external circumstances of their life, I truly believe that every problem they thought they had will completely dissolve. Appreciation, surrender, releasing, accepting. These are the four things that we can choose to start bringing into our lives immediately to help us undo the layers of protective stories that are causing you stress and preventing you from accessing your abundance. If you're in a situation where you think you need more money, it's your job to first accept and surrender to where you are without any judgment or guilt about how you got there. Become a space of love for all of those painful feelings that feel like it should be different than it is. The voices that say you're not good enough, the beliefs that say it's hard to create money. As you patiently sit undistracted with all of your thoughts and emotions, your old story is going to start to slowly begin to leave through your acceptance of all of it. And try this. For anything that's hard for you to accept, say the thing out loud and then say, and I love that. So you might say something like, I'm afraid of being broke and I love that. Or I don't think I'm enough and I love that. I believe it's hard to make money and I love that. When you bring love to whatever your beliefs are, you create a space for your judgment to leave. And when the judgment leaves, that's how you create room for possibility. On the other side of that judgment, you might suddenly realize and appreciate for the first time that you have a lifetime supply of oxygen all around you. You might acknowledge how your heart beats completely for free. You might notice that the sun doesn't charge you anything to shine on you and that your imagination is a magical gift beyond comprehension that was given to you for some reason you don't even understand. When he mentioned imagination, I have to stop there for a second and this might get churchy churchy, but I don't care. I want to share it. There was a, a church service a few weeks ago. It was called Unlocking Your Anointed Imagination. Every day, that's an affirmation that I write now. I am blessed with an anointed imagination. So when you imagine things, when you have vision, imagination, all of that, where does that come from? Where do your ideas come from? If you're religious in any way, to me, what I believe is that's the way at least for me, I'm constantly thinking, I'm constantly visualizing. I see it as that's, God, that's God's way of communicating with me. You can't verbally hear words. At least I don't. There's other people that do. They can hear the whisper of God. I've never felt that. But what I feel is like my imagination. Which episode church was that? Transformation church, like together with Vu Church. I'll post it in my stories today. So the root word of imagination is image. And how were you created? You were created in God's image. 
And it goes back to thinking. He imagined you. So that's the way that you were created. So if you're created in God's image, if you're created in God's image, you can do the things that he did. He thought of you and that's how, that's how the world came to be. Everything was just his word and he manifested it. So if you're created in his image and you have an imagination, you have that same power within you. You truly do. That, that's, that's, the way, that's the way that I see it. That's why every day I say I am blessed with an anointed imagination. I am divinely created in God's image and he has blessed me with the same imagination to manifest and create the life that I choose to create. So back to the book. I just wanted to share that. That teaching is like over an hour long, but it's, it's really awesome because it shows how some people waste their imagination or you think things. And to me, that's like that's a blessing, like a message coming to you. And if you don't act on it, that's a whole other thing that I think of. If you don't act on it because of fear, because of whatever is holding you back, God's going to say, well, I need this to happen. And if it's not going to be through you, then I'm going to give it to someone else. And then a year later, you see Fulanita doing it and you're like, damn, I thought of that. Yeah, but you didn't act on it. So then it's somebody else's thought and they acted on it. At the end of the day, imagination, act on it. Don't let your fears stop you. You might notice the sun doesn't charge you anything to shine on you and that your imagination is a magical gift beyond comprehension that was given to you for some reason you don't even understand. That was a ramble, <laughs> back to the book. We often get in the habit of appreciating only the things that we pay for. If you've ever been offered a free ticket to see a movie, you might have noticed how much less interested you were in seeing that movie. It's really true that the best things in life are free. Oxygen, gravity, sunlight, love, connection, the planet, your body, meditation. But because we don't pay for them, we often miss the best things in life. Expanding your abundance is really expanding your awareness of appreciation to include those things that we usually overlook. To appreciate literally means to increase value. The more you appreciate yourself and the world around you, the more you raise your value and your ability to receive value. Living in the field of appreciation lifts you out of the problems that so many people are obsessed with. While one person's going crazy screaming at people in a traffic jam, another person in the car right next to him could be in the vibration of appreciation and thinking how amazing it is that we even have cars. It's in that kind of vibration that forward moving ideas can come to you. I once heard a story about someone who was who called who called being stuck in Los Angeles traffic their temple and that they often had many of their best business ideas there in the vibration of appreciation. The experience of appreciation is open and spacious and makes room for inspired creativity to come through. When you're in the problem, there's no room for solutions to show up. Staying at the level of the problem while trying to solve the problem is kind of like trying to paint the walls of your house while there's a murderer in the living room. You can't paint the house until you figure out how to get the murderer to leave. And usually murderers don't leave unless you put down the paintbrush and really make an effort. At least that's my experience of dealing with home invasions while painting. You have to consciously accept and release whatever judgment you're holding onto about yourself or your current situation before a new level of possibility can show up. You need to give your inner murderer a hug and show it some appreciation <laughs> because the more you feel loved, the less they're going to want to murder. They might shift from being a murderer to giving you a nice light strangle and then eventually a deep tissue massage. This guy is such a freaking jokester. I love this. <laughs> the process of developing skills like appreciation, acceptance and surrender. That's the real work. And what I hope to show you how to do in this book. Like I said, there's no quick fix affirmation or magic crystal that's going to do the work for you. Those are skills that require true patience and intention to develop. 
But when you put in the work of expanding beyond your old protective story, you start to experience the game of the game of life in a totally different way. I love how you said that. You begin to move exponentially. You go from trying to control the external world through manipulation and force into first becoming aware of your reaction to the external world, expanding into a space of true acceptance and surrender, and finally allowing inspired creativity to fill the space that you've made in the moment. This is how you truly move into flow. This is how you create massive abundance. This is how you change the world. That's the end of the chapter. Let me give you guys the assignment. So the exercise is to love the murderer. We all have many unconscious limiting beliefs and fears lodged inside of your body. The main reason they're stuck there is because you haven't truly seen them and loved them. If you want to release something, you have to fully see it, hear what it has to say, and become a space of love for it. So write down some beliefs that you carry around that make you feel limited. Here are a few examples. I'll never amount to anything. I don't have enough time. I'm not attractive. After you write down all those limiting beliefs that come to your mind, go through each individual belief and allow yourself to feel love for it. Become a space outside of those beliefs that is loving them. Those beliefs are not you. This may sound corny, but imagine giving yourself a hug or giving them the compassion the way a parent would come for their child who was hurt. It could also help to write down, and I love that, after the beliefs. This might feel awkward at first, or you might feel like you don't fully love those beliefs, but the more you practice releasing resistance to negative beliefs you have about yourself, the easier it is for them to fall away. I'm reading what I wrote. Let me see if I want to share one. Hmm... Oh, this is, yeah, I could share a couple of these. I, I had, like I mentioned before, I've read this book already. So I've done all the exercises. All right, so one limiting belief was that I didn't do things for long enough because I'm very impatient. So I put here, I never do anything long enough or stick to one thing. And I love that because I follow my passion and only do what I love. So something that you don't like about yourself, flip it into how you can love it. And then that makes space for a more massive abundance. I don't have enough courage and I love that because it forces me to work on myself and keep growing. I'm too shy to lead a big team and I love that because once I do it, it'll be that much sweeter and accomplishing and I can help other people do it too. I always doubt myself and I love that because it makes me lean into my faith. That's just a couple of them um, that I wrote, but seriously, write down the negative limiting beliefs that you have. And then write, and I love that because, and flip it into a positive, that's going to help you accept those things about yourself and be able to move past them and, and keep growing. So that was chapter five. I love this freaking book. <laughs> this book is like a way of life. I'm telling you guys, it's called The Illusion of Money. It's about money, but it's really not about money. It goes way, way, way deeper than that. I'll be back tomorrow with chapter six. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. And God bless you.